Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our Week 10 preview. No, it's not. It's our Week 11 preview. It's what wrong in the time? show notes. That's, that's, that's all me. It's Week 11. I'm blaming, I'm blaming Kamish. Good. That feels good, not to, it feels good not to be the fuck up for once. I like this. I like this feeling. As always, my name is Jordan. I am the VP tonight of Drinking Woodford Reserve and enjoying a little warmth. With me tonight, as always, Commissioner Escalante and our special guest, West Virginia correspondent, Beth. Beth, how are you doing tonight? Just swell. Unbelievably tired. Let's do this. Got it. Kamish, how are you? I'm good. Um, I, I just witnessed some action. 55-yard yeah. touchdown run to the house for the Akron Zips. They're only down three now to Eastern Akron's Michigan. Akron's holding on tonight. That's good. Akron's playing a good game tonight. That, that game has had the most fireworks of anything, which is surprising. I, I've put it on, and, and I haven't taken it off. Our man uh, thrown out of the um, you know the game for, for cussing out a ref of Mr. Undercuffler. Mr. Undercuffler, yes. He is in due to injury. Of the Akron quarterback, and he's he's leading them back. Mostly the running backs doing all the work, but Jeff Undercutler inspiring the Akron Zips comeback right now. The best Go game on Zips. The best, the best game I've been watching tonight, Ball State Toledo has been really good. A very close game. It's 14-14 at half. Let's start with the discussion because last week we forgot to mention something. At the UMass UConn game, there was a sideline reporter who had his wedding day that day, Justin Walters. And then he went and called the UMass-UConn game from the sideline. Now, this is awesome because it's UMass-UConn, but this also gets us into something that I caused a stir with the other day online under the Sickos account. I did not mean to, but I'm the person that says fall weddings are fine. <laughs> oh, no. The, oh, no. How dare you? I mean, you got a lot of hate for that. Of all the shitty opinions of mine I've shared, like <laughs> that one, that one, that's not Sickos. Do you know what's wonderful? Weddings. Because seeing your friends, getting drunk, dancing, usually pretty good food, like weddings are great. And you know what? Fall weddings are great weather. Places are usually slightly cheaper. I I will never judge anyone for having a fall wedding. Ever, ever, ever. I will watch the game on my phone. I'll do something else if I need to. So the three of us have all gotten married at some point, correct? Yeah. Yes. Right. So I got married in the fall. Mm -hmm. I got married on a West Virginia football Saturday. Oh, man. Yep, that happened. And I got married long enough ago. It was back in actually 2007. So oh, no. yeah, it was th- that West Virginia <laughs> yeah, yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, my family did not attend West Virginia Cincinnati. Instead, they attended my nuptials. You know, but hey, y- you get your venue when you can get the venue. In this case, you know, if your venue is Rentschler Field, awesome as far as I'm concerned. Exactly right. There you go. No one has to make hard decisions. Now we can all enjoy UConn together as a brand new blended family. That would be a rough sell for a lot of people in my life. I won't lie. There'd be some people who'd be totally down with that, but some, that would be a rough sell for some others. So like when this happened, like in the mentions, like I had no idea what's going on. And then you know, I stepped away from the account for like a little bit. All of a sudden I'm coming back and it's just like, I am so disappointed in you sickos. And I'm like, what? What happened? What's going on? And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I finally got, I finally saw like the notification on the tweet. Uh, just like, oh, yeah. It just one of them was just like fall weddings. And, and like, there was like three things and you agreed with like two of them, except yeah. the third one. And I'm like, and then I saw the, the guy get married and then like he gets married and then he goes to work after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I mean, he's in the committee for life. They gave him a certificate. It said, let it be known on this, the fourth day of November 2022, Justin Walters became the first sideline reporter to be married and call a game on the same day. I want, like, first, <laughs> I, I really feel like that can't be the case. I, like, I just can't feel, I, I feel like that can't be the case. Like, first, okay. 
I mean, I don't know how to research that. I know. There's no way. But first of all, first of all, we know for a fact that football games have taken place in Vegas. So just the bare odds on that to begin with. Mm -hmm. Sideline reporter gets gets married with an Elvis impersonator and then goes to call UNLV in San Jose State. Yeah. Perfect. At old Sam Boyd Stadium because it's funnier that way. It's funnier that way. It's definitely (laughs) not the nice new one. Absolutely. I don't have a strong opinion one way or another. I mean, I I got married in the spring. I I prefer the spring. Fall weddings are great too. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to be like that account, you know, hey, you only have to do it this way because we're. We got to get you some stronger opinions, man. Your wishy-washy opinions are killing us. We need you, we need you to draw some hard lines, no. make some controversial opinions, I get some engagement. I don't like Here. to do that. <laughs> no, I, I know. Even it's editing just, you. Whenever I edit you in the podcast, I always have to edit around because when you talk about games, it's always blah, blah, blah. Make a statement. And then, well, this team's pretty good too. You are, <laughs> you are, you are, the, you are the consummate. And like, this is a good thing because this is, this is how you keep us out of trouble. You are, the, you are the consummate like balancer for these things where I am like the hot-headed asshole that like shoots off the takes. I will come up guns a blazing on this. The best time of the of the year to get married is mid-November. Period end of sentence. Done. It's the best I'll time to get it's the best time to get married because the weather is still usually pretty good in most of the country. You're not going to have a huge problem with your wedding being super hot or super cold yet. Everybody is kind of in the holiday-ish mood. The churches are already pre-decorated if you want to get married in one of those, which is awesome. And then then once you get married in, you know, whatever venue you want, you have, you can usually take a week of honeymoon and then you're going to be off work for a week because of Thanksgiving. So you get a two-week honeymoon only losing one week of work. Find me another time of the year when that doesn't work. It was great. I went to Hawaii over Thanksgiving. Do you know who goes to Hawaii over Thanksgiving? The Maui Invitational people and no one else. It was great. I like being the middle guy because that's kind of what I do in my my job. I have to deal with, I I got to deal with completely hot-headed people, like making, I mean, like intense complaints. And then I have to go to like, I'm like the middleman between, you know, the decision makers and, and the person that's that's upset that something went wrong associated with their claim in the situation. So I, it's, I guess it translates on the podcast. I don't have strong opinions. I'm extremely superstitious. So like if I say something, I have been bit in the ass so many times. That makes a lot of sense. It saves us more often than not because you are so good at the like very zen, very that's, that's part of like our, our vibe was because you said it was that we aren't like assholes. We don't have like weird <laughs> intentions for whatever reason like we're not that kind of group we're very inclusive we're very open to people mm-hmm. like that's like you built part of that and just if you guys if you see a hot take on this account no it's probably me i'm the <laughs> one who's usually tossing off shit left and right not thinking about it that's that's how i work like, like commissioner's asleep let me get this hot take off i wake up i'm like oh shit when you think of the sickos committee what you really need to envision is you need to envision commissioner escalante standing you know maybe out on a beach and he's holding a whole bunch of balloons in his hands mm. and those balloons are the rest of us idiots and he's desperately trying to keep us from flying off into space into bad directions that's what the commissioner does he's a moderating influence and we love him for it and as always if you want to complain about my terrible wedding take you are welcome to complain on twitter to at obnoxiously pit girl we also want to mention from last week we didn't say it the guy at the a&m game last week wearing his app state shirt and smoking a cigar as a&m's losing that was beautiful and the best part was no one else noticed it except commish 
the guy next to him is wearing a Wyoming shirt. I mean, it's just like he's wearing like an App State t-shirt with like an App State beanie. I don't even know what the weather was in College Station on, on Saturday or Not, whatever. It wasn't beanie weather. I'll tell you that much. It, it wasn't beanie weather. But he's, I mean, he's just lighting a cigar in Kyle yeah. Field. The guy next to him is wearing like just like a hat. And then I just spotted his his Wyoming polo shirt. And I'm like, what? what? Okay, so there's an App State fan next to a, a Wyoming fan watching and I'm loose to Florida in in Caulfield. It's just weird. So let's talk about rotisserie chicken guy. I just know he's in Philly and he just eats chicken. So I really don't know how this started. Rotisserie chicken guy. Um, for some odd reason, he went to eat a rotisserie chicken somewhere in Philly 40 days in a row. Like a rotisserie chicken, like a whole rotisserie chicken 40 days in a row. He put up like a sign on, I guess, the telephone poles. It says, come watch me eat an entire rotisserie chicken. Okay. And I mean, he has like a huge audience to celebrate his achievement of eating uh, one whole rotisserie chicken 40 days in a row. I don't know what happened here. All I know is Philadelphia man eats rotisserie chicken 40 days in a row. I don't know why he did it. I don't know why he stopped at 40 days. I think it's beautiful. I think the, simplic- the simplicity of it, someone sets out to do something, they do it. But more do you want in a story? I'm looking at the, at the subheader on the New York Times article about mm-hmm. this guy. And his quote there is, he felt relieved to be done with the challenge. Quote, my body is ready to repair. Like, like he's having some sort of psychic damage done. Like his body is, you know, it's made of more chicken than man now. You know, I thought it would be like a young guy doing this. Maybe like somebody in the early 20s. No, it's a 31 year old like server at a Philadelphia steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he got tired of seeing steak. He was like, I'm just going to eat chicken 40 days in a row. I love rotisserie chicken. It's like one of my like secret loves. I love making, I love making just like roast chicken at home, like buying a chicken and just roasting it. Like it's one of my favorite things in the world to eat. You used to eat with your fingers. Like that's like my favorite thing in the world. I could eat a chicken a day for 40 days and be fine with it. Like that would be totally just great for me. Would you eat the whole chicken or are you just like a, are you like a white meat of the chicken? Rip the whole thing apart because, because I use, okay. the, rest of it for, I use the rest of it for stock. Uh, okay. So eat everything off of it. If I have a little bit left, it doesn't matter because then it's just going to go in my stock. Oh my goodness, that's so much chicken stock. <laughs> it is. Was, well, yeah, if I did it, if I did it for forty days, yeah, that would be a lot of chicken stock. Although Thanksgiving is coming up, I'm going to need it. What could How you much eat? gravy are you making? A fifty-five gallon drum. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bucket of gravy. Listen, I have needs. Kamish, what's what could you eat for forty days in a row? I have no idea. I, I there was one point I think in in college where. My roommate at the time, his mom bought like five or six boxes of like, like full size bags of candy. Mm-hmm. And so he, he had like three or five, three of those six boxes or whatever were Reese's pieces. Mm-hmm. So I, I swear at the, like my freshman year of, of college at ULM, I, I ate probably 40 bags of Reese's pieces, like maybe 40. I, I can't really eat those anymore. Um, also, there was a Chick-fil-A on campus Okay. at ULM. There was just like the normal, like, you know, Sodexo, like crappy cafeteria mm-hmm. or go to Chick-fil-A. So I, I probably did that those two 40 days in a row I, I at some point. So I've done, I feel like I've done Reese's Pieces, like the bags of Reese's Pieces. And I definitely did the Chick-fil-A. I know I did that for almost two months straight. I ate almost every item on the menu at Chick-fil-A. I'm reading the article a little bit further on him. Apparently he's married. Sure. Okay. Behind behind, behind every behind every stupid man, there's a partner willing to go along with the stupidity as long as it doesn't bring them any personal shame. I can really get his quote here. Like they asked him a question, like, what do your friends and family think about all this? And then he goes, I mean, pretty much everyone was confused at the start. 
But then it was interesting. And I find this happens often in other scenarios. But if someone's doing something a little strange at first, it confuses you. Then it may concern you. But then it intrigues you. And eventually, you just kind of fall for it. And I feel like that's a really good metaphor for the Sickos Committee right there. That's beautiful. I was. That, I, I feel like... Look at that yeah. throw pillow. We're going <laughs> to... Inspirational poster. Goddamn. Definitely. So... Um, he yeah, this is going up in the live, laugh, love font somewhere. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. The uh, Hobby Lobby will steal it. Uh, uh, well, we got to put it on an artifact first. Like a Sumerian but, tablet. Yep. <laughs> Beth, what is your food you eat 40 days in a row? There isn't much in like the fast food genre I can do at this point. I'm staring down 40 and my human body has limits to what I can do to it now for mm-hmm. more than a month. I can tell you, shout out to my friend Al in college who discovered that the cheapest way to eat in Greenville, Pennsylvania, home of Teal College, was to get sausage gravy at the local diner establishment. Ooh. And he ate that for about two months straight and got scurvy. So, yeah, vary yeah. your diet, kids. Um, <laughs> eat a, fucking eat a lemon, guys. Someone just like, <laughs> eat, a, eat wait, a fucking lemon at some point. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, he got scurvy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's not a lot of vitamin C in sausage gravy, as it turns out. <laughs> I saw some people eat some pretty awful diets, but none of them ever got scurvy. So Beth, you got me on this one, and I'm I'm so yeah. proud you do. God, I'm yeah, proud of you. I just remember him coming up to us and saying, "You know, my gums won't stop bleeding, and I can't figure out what's wrong." At this point, I I make an onion cheddar bread that's really good that I could definitely eat for more than a month and just like snack on and just ruin myself. But yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of rotisserie chicken. Holy cow. So we have our week 11 preview. Tonight, what is our current Mac updates, Kamesh? All right, let's go Maction updates. My my friends think that when I say Maction, it sounds like the action from the video game Time Crisis. That's that. It was a shooter game, wasn't it? It was like a, it was like a, a shooter gun game. game at the... Yeah, the gun game at like the you know Dave and Buster's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like it wasn't. One... It wasn't a Dave and Buster's. We no, played no, it there. No, but I mean, like it's. <laughs> I mean, what. Like Chuck E. Cheese, or are we going like back to your your local I gonna, arcade days? I, I was gonna, oh. I was gonna say what I what I what I used to do before I would go see a movie with my friends. But yeah, sure. Yeah, this was at the skating rink next to Mortal Kombat and Galaga. There yeah. we go. Yep. Eastern Michigan's up thirty four twenty eight. Five minutes forty. Uh, five minutes in the fourth quarter. Akron's got the ball and they're trying to take the lead. They're on Eastern Michigan's thirty three. Ohio, Zach's. the Bobcats, uh, in the Battle of the Bricks. Battle of the Bricks. They're, that's right. They're uh, they're up 31-21. It's been a wild one so far. They're on Miami, Ohio's 14 right now with the ball up 10. Ball State, Toledo, back and forth. Maction. It is 21-21. The guy that has a pet alligator, he has three touchdowns and 181 yards rushing. Sure. I think it's like the alligator is like Curly G is the name of the alligator, I think. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's 21-21, midway through the third quarter. Maction update. Back to you, folks. Tomorrow <laughs> night, we also have a triple header of Maction all at the same time. Buffalo at Central, Kent State at Bowling Green, and Northern Illinois at Western Michigan. The, the question afterward on the show notes is, any predictions? No. Bowling Green will probably win. Buffalo might win. I don't know. I love the commitment to the classics here. Like, just this hydra of Maction that we get. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, Bowling Green, if they could win over Kent State, they are bowl eligible for the first time since 2015. That's insane. It's a a huge win uh, for them. Uh, Eastern Michigan is still trying to hang on against Akron, still driving. Akron, Jeff (laughs) Undercuffler Jr. 
trying to gut this one out for the zips. What's the name of the what's the name of the guy in the Lorac? It's not the undercuffler. The the one like. the one slur. When I hear undercuffler, I just think of the one slur. I don't know why, but that's absolutely what's in my head. He's just weird hands reaching out of a window. No, no, he's the guitar player in the new in the new CG one. He's Ooh. There's oh, no, it's really awful. There's oh, there okay. there was a whole like Tumblr <laughs> fandom around the around the one slur. It got very weird. I watched a I watched a random YouTube video about one slur fandom and it got very weird very quickly. Then an hour later, like most YouTube videos, I was like, why did I watch this? On Thursday night, we have a game that is not a rivalry game, but feels like it should be one. Georgia Southern at the Raging Cajuns, Thursday at 6.30 p.m. That emotionally feels like a rivalry game. Like this is going to be one eventually. There is no trophy, but I'm trying to think of a good trophy with Georgia Southern and the Raging Cajuns. Can it just be like a bowl of uh, shrimp grits? I like that. Yeah, like a seafood. Ooh. No, gotcha, gotcha here. Okay. What like those really fancy seafood restaurants? They have the seafood tower. <laughs> Can we have a seafood tower trophy with like like the lobsters like hanging off the edges and the crawfish hanging up? Okay, that's what we're gonna do. It's the seafood tower game for a hundred and ninety nine dollars retail at market price. Is there is there seafood in Statesboro, Georgia? Sure. It's <laughs> I mean, no, no part of Georgia is that far from the water. Okay. Like that's, I, I make that argument. Like you can get good seafood anywhere in Georgia. Most places in Georgia. Lakes is sea if you believe enough. Yeah. Hey, I, Lake, Lake Lanier probably has seafood in it. They have to, you know, you feed off the corpses and you get some, <laughs> you know, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful fat fish. Don't eat any seafood out of Lake Hey guys, Lanier. everyone, everyone eat the seafood out of Lake Lanier. It's probably fine. A little fresh water. <laughs> Some fresh, <laughs> some, fr- some fresh water, freshwater mollusks. It's fine. It's probably fine. I eat zebra mussels all the time and I'm fine. Look at me. Those are invasive, <laughs> right? Yeah, those are very invasive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're eating Lake Erie right now. There we go. So so don't farm them. Clearly, clearly don't don't start your own zebra mussel farm, but go get some. A little white wine, some shallots, just like you would normal mussel. I bet you it's fine. It's probably fine. I'm going to add a disclaimer here. Don't do that. <laughs> Also on Thursday night on ESPN, on real ESPN, Tulsa at Memphis. This game is, is it always on Thursday nights? If This is the game that if it's played on a Saturday, I think my brain is broken. This one always feels like it's the weird Thursday or Friday night game, I would say. But I don't feel like Tulsa and Memphis ever play on a Saturday. Don't bother to look it up. It's just how it feels. Yeah, this is, um, it, yeah, guys, we are real America on this podcast. So we're using what we feel rather than numbers and facts. And it feels like a thir- it's always been on Thursday night. In fact, I'm going to say for the last 120 years, this game has been on Thursday nights. <laughs> Cherished tradition. Cherished tradition. If anything happens more than two times, it's a tradition. Friday at 830 game is going to prove our question of is any good football good football? Because at 830 on Fox Sports 1, Colorado at USC. I Colorado is going to get manhandled, but I'm going to watch. So I don't know if that makes me a degenerate. Yes. Or if it means that any good. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We're, no, the, that makes, we're the sickos committee. There's no shame here in watching. That is right. Yeah, there is none. no shame here. It is a safe space for you to admit that you're going to watch Colorado and USC. I'm going to, I love the uniform matchup, honestly. Um, yeah. Like the, the black and gold. And then the, you know, the, the Trojan colors of the, is it like scarlet and yellow or is it, 
Garnet in... Oh, I'm not going to answer. I, I'm not okay. going to say an answer, but that's what's going to happen is everyone's going to scream at you for being like, you don't know that SC's colors are victory maroon and glorious gold. How dare you, sir? I don't know. Victory yes, the, the, cherry, know the cherry and chartreuse of the Trojans. Exactly, right. As far as I know, it's cherry and chartreuse. <laughs> okay. I don't know how many USC followers we have. Probably I, I know we have some. I, I know we have some uh, USC, the, the one on the East Coast followers probably but definitely i'm not sure how many uh, southern cal i don't know if you saw it on the last poll yeah i put california usc as southern cal or like no i put it, i put them as south california <laughs> and i put <laughs> south carolina as usc only a couple people caught it but those people were very angry or happy <laughs> okay so yeah okay so i may get yelled at this would be great that's, i don't that's fine the yeah. actual game i'm excited about on friday night though 9 30 on cbs sports network it's Fresno State at UNLV. So we were so excited for UNLV. Do you know how they've done in October? Uh, it, 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 they almost like pulled a September Maryland, I guess I would say. And, yeah. then, they, and then they lost four straight. Ugh. They lost San Jose State by a lot, Air Force by a lot, Notre Dame by a few. And then they came really close to San Diego State, but lost it. Fresno State going to UNLV, Friday night game. I, I'm feeling like this is UNLV's. Like, even though Fresno State has shown themselves to be better... I feel like UNLV uh, has this because the because the Mountain West is such a mess this year. That's why. Uh, I, I don't think so. Jake Hayner is back. They dropped fifty five on Hawaii last week. Uh, oh, they, I forgot they, about that shit. Oh they, no, I forgot oh, about yeah, that. Definitely. I wanted to update. I you know one that I really care about. I, I don't really care about USC's colors named yeah. or uh, garnet and gold seems right to me, but who knows? It's the name of the pet alligator for Carson Steele, the Ball State running back, is Crocky J. So Crocky I had it a wrong. Great number. All right, so I had that wrong previously. Forgive me for for not having Crocky J, the pet alligator of the Ball State running back that looks like Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. He kind of does. He does. By the way, the answer you're looking for is Cardinal and Gold. Cardinal and Gold. Uh. Wait. wait. How can you have a okay? You play against Stanford, right? I mean, this is not right, USC. So, so what you're saying is their colors are Stanford and gold. Is there real? Okay. Stolen valor. Garden and gold is Florida State. I'm an idiot. All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna hear gonna so have much to, about this. Katie is gonna be so mad at me. They beat Miami as much as I do, so she loves me right now. It's fine. I'm the one that predicted the big win. Yeah. Oh. Also, on Friday night, we have a big sky game. Honestly, guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Sacramento State play yet, do yourself a favor and watch them. They are so much fun. They're playing Portland State, who I think are bringing the llamas back. If you know what I'm talking about, look at our account, because Portland State brought two llamas to the last game and they won. So I assume the llamas are coming back. Also, Portland State's mascot is not the llamas. They just had two llamas there in Portland State because this sport is amazing. Now, Sacramento State barely survived Weber State last week. So they are still undefeated uh, in the FCS, but they have been playing some very, very nail-biting games lately. Will they keep it going against Portland State? Which should be, it should be quite interesting, honestly. Portland State's kind of feisty. They're like that middle-of-the-pack team in the yeah. big sky. They, they play people tough. They played San Jose State tough uh, in the FBS earlier this year. So it should be a good one if if Colorado and USC get out of hand, which could happen. And if Fresno State and UNLV gets out of hand, which could happen, you could always run to the big sky, baby. It's time for our favorite time of the week, ACC Slander. So congrats. I need a theme song for ACC Slander. I'll figure that out. Miami 
Congratulations. You're back on the ACC Regional Network at 2.30 p.m. You're playing at Georgia Tech. You're both four and five, but a very different four and five. Georgia Tech fans going four and five. Oh, you know what? That's better. Like, this is better than we thought we were going to be. Great. Miami fans at four and five. They're having, they're having a moment. I'm going to say Georgia Tech wins this one. Ooh. Georgia Tech wins it by 10. Wow. That's wow. that's a lot. For, ooh, that's bold predictions. Yep. Um. The Miami slander will continue until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if Van Dyke's hurt, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know what, you know, maybe the freshman that could run and and not uh, wasn't throwing too well against Florida State gets another shot because I don't know if the backup Jake Garcia is going to get a chance here. I, I don't know. I, I don't have any confidence in Miami right now. I, I don't. After that Good. game, I, Good. I don't. I'm glad you don't. No one should. But, you know, again, that that – that inner sicko guy, you know, I was like, no, I, I can't do it. I think Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech wins by three. Which means that in order to get bowl eligible, Miami has to successfully get a sweep in the gauntlet of Clemson and Pitt. Oh, they're done. Yeah. They're, to- they're totally done. Mario <laughs> Mario is Mario's not going to a bowl game this year, and, and Miami's going to have to deal with that. I, I will say if they do pull out the win here, Miami and Pitt is... I know they're not like neighbors or anything like that whatsoever. They're not close, but that's kind of one of my favorite ACC coastal matchups like Miami and Pitt. It's, it's, I don't know the Dan Marino game. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know what it is. Uh, It's just something about those two playing each other brings out the, the best in, in, in sickos committee watching, I guess, so to speak. So the ACC network made a choice. I want to be very clear about this. At 2.30, the ACC Network said, no, Miami and Georgia Tech, you go into ACC Regional. We're going to put on Boston College and North Carolina State. <laughs> they want to see they want to see Zay Flowers of, of Boston College. Boston College is only weapon. I mean, that's the only reason they beat Louisville. Like, they couldn't cover him, the wide yeah. receiver, which, I mean, he'll, he'll probably be doing something in the, in the NFL for sure. I, he's, he's lightning fast, and he's... He's a fun to watch. If the quarterback for BC, Phil Yurkovich, has time and can find Zay Flowers. Yeah, nope. but against NC State, nope. Uh, probably not going to have much time. So I don't know why they put this one on. <laughs> They're hiding. They, Again, they, it's got to be something with Bally Sports, like South or something. There's no way. They must they just love Miami. The they love Miami. This Miami. I don't know why. I don't know why. This is, this is the fourth game this year. Yeah. Fourth game that Miami's been on the ACC Regional. Pitt, Virginia at 11 a.m. on the ACC Network. I have nothing to say about that game, except that I I think Pitt will win in a very sloggy game. The more interesting one is Florida State at Syracuse at 7 p.m. And of course, the big question there is, is Garrett Schrader back? As of today, which is Tuesday, Dino hasn't said anything. He's been very vague about it. And even if, Katie, I'm sorry, even if Garrett Schrader isn't back, I think Syracuse wins it. Whoa. I know. Nice time at the Carrier Dome. Yeah, it's going to be mildly chilly in Syracuse with some light breeze. I think Syracuse is still feisty. And 7 p.m. for folks from Tallahassee, 7 p.m. in upstate New York is a weird thing. Yeah, that's that's a weird that's a weird combination. I'm just going to say that like a night game at Q's. On an actual Saturday, not like the Friday night weird game that yep, exactly right. normally plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that feels weird. Does Florida State have that classic letdown after just obliterating their rivals 45-3? You think they do, 
Um, I, I think Florida State rolls, honestly. If Schrader's like not 100%, I don't give Q's much of a chance. Really, honestly, I, I mean, it'd be weird. Like Syracuse 6-0, and now they fall to like 6-4, and um, which, again, that's why we asked the question. We had a feeling, though, like like – I remember the conversations. We can go back and find the audio. We had a feeling that this was this was going to end, and when it ended, it was going to be a, a tire fire when it ended. But that's fine. Again, it does not matter. Syracuse got to well, a bowl okay. game. Well, right, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's all, we're playing with house money at this point. Who the fuck cares? Can I interest you at a Louisville at Clemson at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN? This will be hilarious to me. Louisville has never beat Clemson. Um, wait, wait I seriously? I don't think they've ever beaten Clemson. I don't think so. Let's, we, let's pull up the Wikipedia. What would we do... Like how people how do people have podcasts before the internet existed? Wait, hold up, never mind. Scratch that statement. Scratch that statement. Scratch that statement. Back in my day, we would just tape stuff on you know the Memorex cassette tapes. We just pass them around. Like pass them around, like mixtapes, mix mixtape podcasts. Okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. They're seven and oh. That's okay. So I, I got something right. So Louisville at Clemson. This would be hilarious to me if if Louisville does this. And it, just for the reason, again, that Scott Satterfield was going to be fired. And he's rattled off, like, so many games in a row. And then if he does this to Dom at Death Valley. Oh, my God. There's no way. There's no way. There's, there's, there's no way. No, no. It, I mean, no. But, like, it would be hilarious. Is is Scott Satterfield pulling off like the producer's prestige right now where he's desperately trying to become a fired college football coach? It's all that he wants and he's gone and produced a hit. It, it, yeah, God, it, just give me my buyout for the love of God. Just pay me my fucking buyout and let me go away. God and, damn. And he just he just keeps winning these games randomly, like the one that, that he pulled off against Pitt that he had no business winning that game. I mean, there's I don't know how to <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining him like sitting in the locker room in like a little quiet space, just like quietly sobbing after a game that he's won inexplicably. And now he has to go out to the media and be like, yep, this was the plan the whole time. In the meantime, he's thinking, damn it, I'm going to have to call my goddamn travel agent again and tell them to postpone my trip because I'm not going to be fired this week either. I have the moving truck all set. They've been my my fucking cube has been parked outside my house. I'm ready to load it. Just do, just end this, please. Like I'm moving to Scottsdale the second this is over. Just please fire me. By the way, uh, the USC color you're looking for is Pantone 201C and Pantone 1223C. In case you're trying to color match that for our for our well, I, brand identity and graphics nerds out there. Okay, you, that's so for yourself, right? That's okay. for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxion update. Eastern Michigan, 34, Akron, 28. Oh, God damn it, Eastern. Don't fuck it up. No, no, it's over. It's the oh, final it's over? score. Oh, I just said final yeah. score. Yeah. I, I, yeah, go Eastern. Woo. Okay. Right. Go, em- go Eastern Eastern Michigan. The Eastern Michigan Emus, even though they're technically called the Eagles, but, Whatever. you know, they are now bowl eligible at six and four. Congratulations, Hell, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Imagine Print those shirts. Imagine that. Eastern Michigan is bowl eligible at the beginning of November. That may have been the earliest they've ever actually been bowl eligible. I'm going to double check that later on. I feel like that's the earliest they've ever been bowl eligible. It won't be a hard thing to check because they've only been bowl eligible like four times. Can I interest anyone in Virginia Tech at Duke, 11 a.m. on ESPN3, which is the streaming version? In basketball, yes. Yeah, not not in, not, in, not football, in football, not feeling that. I don't know. Like, 
it's one of those weird sleepy 11 a.m. games. Oh, God damn it. Uh, it's the 11 a.m. ACC game. So is Pitt, yeah. Virginia. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's the, the sleepy. Those those are like the weird ACC games. Most of them. You've convinced uh, me. You've convinced yeah. me on that. The 11 a.m. Uh, ACC games, they're weird. They're sleepy. And then the Thursday night ACC games are always weird. But, like, the 11 a.m. slot is is, is kind of like if you were doing, like, Sicko's noon Saturday or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you'd want the weird ACC game at 11 a.m. How about North Carolina at Wake? 6.30 ESPN 2. I, I just want this one to be – it's not going to be like SMU and Houston. <laughs> I, I want it to be. I, I just want – I want Drake, uh, Drake May – and Sam Hartman just throwing the ball all over the place, putting up all kinds of points because, you know, both defenses can't stop anything. And I, I just want to see, you know, I predicted like, you know, 56-49. Maybe this one I'll, I'll calm it down a little, little bit. I, I would like to see like a like a 49, some weird field goal here, like 49-45. Give me something like that. Let's start looking around some other stuff. First off, Friday at 11 a.m.? Is LSU Arkansas? That's an 11 a.m. game on a Friday. That doesn't seem right. No, it's Saturday. I'm right. It has to be Saturday. Okay, I'll say you. Okay, the show note error. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Saturday. That that one, guys, is on me. Okay. Saturday. Okay. Still, 11 a.m. feels like a weird kick for this game. <laughs> it, it it's normally like that weird 2:30 ish. Yeah. And this is normally like the game that used to be on the day after Thanksgiving, like Black Friday. That's right. This is this is this is the rivalry game. This, well, you know, the golden boot, which, you know, LSU fans say that they don't, they don't care about it or like LSU doesn't care about it because they don't admit to having rivals in, you know, the SEC or whatever. But growing up when like LSU was not great, yeah. like this, this kind of me- meant a whole lot more than what it does now. I'll just say that, you know, having some Arkansas neighbors, this game definitely it has a it had a little uh, extra flavor for myself and and some neighbors. The Golden Boot, which is the most insane like rivalry trophy thing that you could see. I mean, it's just like gold plated. It's, 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 it's so like, heavy. It's actually gold plated though. Like it's it's yeah. gold. Yes. It, I mean, just the outline of Louisiana uh, and Arkansas, like the actual legit like outline of both states. Like nothing. Uh, it just gold plated on this giant wooden thing which is probably love to see it and it's called the boot <laughs> the golden boot the weights i could find for it were over 175 pounds or almost 200 pounds they claim wow. it's the he- they claim it's the heaviest trope i think the cannon is heavy i'm gonna like the, need them the, to the, show the, their work yeah. right the, i think Coach, the fremont i think the fremont cannon is heavier the the, the unlb nevada trope no, i would i would think so yeah that too because that's an actual like legit cannon it's an actual cannon yeah. is the reason that lsu is only favored by three in this game that we expect that they are still hung over from last week i yeah i assume i assume they have not stopped drinking hurricanes i assume that i assume that at some point brian kelly is just going to call in one of those mobile iv services into the film room and just start putting IVs into the arms of every every football player and go, guys, we have to sober up. It's been four days. And then it's that that sleepy 11 a.m. game. Oh, God Again, damn it. You know, the sleepy – like, LSU notoriously plays bad at 11 a.m. They, they, they are not a school equipped to play at 11 a.m. They are not they, a morning people. No, they are not a morning people. What do you think? What do you think? An, what do you think an eight AM LSU class looks like? Oh my God! Do they like, have what is, those? Like, what is theory? What does eight AM music theory look like oh. at LSU? 
Jeez. Oh, that's horrifying. Everyone has a giant thing of coffee and everyone is just trying to keep their head up while scribbling notation down. Hey guys, it's 8 a.m. Time for a time for a four-part uh four-part harmony transcription test, guys. Here we go. I'm just gonna lay out a little easy four-part harmony for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nightmare. An absolute that, goddamn nightmare. That, I, I've only I've only had the pleasure of going to that area of Louisiana once, and my firm recollection is that it is not a morning town. I want to see what the five a.m. Starbucks line looks like in Baton Rouge. The, well, I mean, that's like you know they're they're, they're getting the coffee to to try not to go back go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and anyone anyone who's in that line is like they're not they're not starting their day. They're either ending it or trying to continue it. Hey, hey, Beth, let's talk about Oklahoma, West Virginia. Oh no, do we have to? <laughs> Eleven a.m. on Fox Sports One. How you feeling about this? I'm going to this one too. Yeah, um, yeah. Woo. We we have attempted to build the entire plane out of C.J. Donaldson, which. <laughs> wasn't a good idea how's that going for you it wasn't a great idea when he had two legs now that he has one and the other one has become a robot leg it's an even worse idea so i i don't understand i don't understand how we're going to score any points in this game and that's against a big 12 team which is an upsetting way to feel I, this is just an absolute hopeless train wreck of a team, and it's going to be an absolute hopeless train wreck of a game. On the plus side, at least now, I, like, I'm not going to have to worry about trying to move my holiday plans for bowl season. I can just, you know, enjoy what everybody else is doing and let this go through. But oh no, like, th- this is going to be an absolute train wreck. So this is, this is the game they need. They have to, yeah. they have to win this game. They have this to win pa- out. They have to win out. This, this past week, I finally got the R code to work uh, after this past weekend. So three weeks of big 12 football left. There are with five games in each week. There are two to the 15 or 32,768 possibilities of big 12 of ways. These games could finish going out. And there are 448 of them that have every team bowl eligible of those, of those possibilities. That's 1.8% ish of all the possibilities. So what I'm saying is there is a chance, Beth. Yeah, there sure is. And you know, I will be I will be cheering hard for West Virginia this week for no other reason than just to try to give you some more fun math to play Thank with. You. I want this for you. I don't oh. want this for me because it means that I have to watch more of them and that makes me sad. I just just be fun, guys. Be fun. Scare someone in the fourth quarter. It would be great. So then we go on to Iowa State at Oklahoma State, 2:30 on ESPNU. Who's going to fuck this up more badly? Uh Oh boy. Uh, okay, Iowa State on the road mm-hmm. at, at Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I mean, I'd have to lean Iowa State just because they're on the road, I guess. But I don't, I don't know if like Spencer Sanders is is quarterbacking for Oklahoma State. But Iowa State will. Iowa State's known to just they're the sideshow sideshow Bob team. That's that's what they are. They step on rakes all the time, like they have. I, I'm I'm glad they beat you know sorry Beth but I, no. I'm amazed they beat West Virginia last week uh, rel- relatively handily too yeah which is which was strange oh yeah I I think if I'm laying money on this one I'm laying it on Oklahoma, on Oklahoma State because this is about the time that Iowa State's like okay we went into Morgantown we we fought a you know a good West Virginia team because we can all lie to ourselves mm-hmm. um, and you know we're ready we we really have this fixed and now we're going to go on and take on an Oklahoma State that is going to be just bees in a blanket level of angry yeah 
This is not going to be pretty. I- I'm excited to see Gunner Gundy come out. We may, this may be a, this may be a Gunner Gundy game. Gunner Gundy game. That sounds just, like a font. Gunner Gundy sounds that sound like a font. It sounds like a font that someone has overused on like like a, like a uh, like a poster somewhere. An mm. old Western font. Gunner Gundy serif. <laughs> There's a new serif in town. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Ooh, got the vapors. Ooh. <laughs> That was good. Wisconsin Iowa, 2.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. What are we going to see here? Is this going to be high-octane Iowa? Is this going to be master quarterback Graham Mertz throwing for 400? I I want this to be... I want to say it because I'm going to try to say this without laughing. Graham Mertz versus Spencer Petros in an all-out aerial assault. Yes. (laughs) Did you gentlemen check out the over-under of this game? No. No. Oh God! Thirty-five. <laughs> no, that, that's not right. Over. No Hammer the fucking over. This is gonna be over. I will cover it by themselves. Mark my words. I was gonna score thirty-five. Why not? This is just gonna be a big dumb rock fight of a game, and I am here for it. It is. This is gonna be the dumbest, biggest, rockest fight of the year. Wow! It is that low. What? Yes. How did this? How did this fly under the radar? Like, I, I guess we got used to like Iowa like unders mm-hmm. at like thirty-one and. And 36 is relatively higher than what we're dealing with here. But Vegas hasn't learned. See, this this is the game where I would hammer the over because I feel I'm feeling like this is this is SMU Houston this week, guys. OK, this is SMU Houston. We're going to see 97 to 92. Done. Easy. I've never heard of plate tectonics working like that, but you, you don't know about those plate tectonics that all of a sudden they move slowly and then all of a sudden they crash together super fast in like 10 years. Yeah, like all of a sudden St. Louis is next is in the middle of Nebraska and everyone's like, What happened? Yeah, that's wow. that's science kids. That's science kids. Wow. Oh, my okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thirty six. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So the last time they matched up, it was twenty seven seven Wisconsin one. So that would have hit the under of thirty six. That would have hit the under. So um This is a much more offensively powerful Iowa team that they've seen in the past. That's right. Spencer this, this, Petros is on fire. On fire. Uh, I want some reverb on the Graham Mertz. Yeah, gotcha. and all that. Okay, just just give me the, the moistest, wettest. The moistest, the wettest. <laughs> Drench it. Whatever Drench. that noise was. Drench the reverb. Oh my god. <laughs> Moist. Okay. Just just a Richard Nixon nightmare over That's there. All, yeah, all of a sudden like, I was I was getting my jowls going. I was going like it was very Nixon esque for some reason. All right, back to the action. The Bobcats have defeated the Red Hawks. 31, I'm sorry, 37 to 21. So Ohio has actually had this series very much in hand in the last like 20 years. Like this has definitely been like all Ohio's. Now, like the 20 years before that it was all Miami. So this is a very, called a very swingy rivalry. Currently, so- Ball State and Toledo are just like creating just a beautiful box score where everyone is allowed to have one touchdown every quarter. They're just, they're sharing so nicely. And Ooh. I just, I appreciate that. It's really nice. I'm going to need them to both score touchdowns in the fourth, but so far, so good. This game will go forever and everyone will just share. The next game we're going to talk about is Illinois Purdue. They play for the Purdue Cannon. And I'm going to send you guys a picture of this cannon. I'm going to put it in the Discord. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the hand cannon. It is ridiculously tiny. It is, yeah. I mean, it's like you just—he's just carrying it with one hand. The Purdue cannon. 
which has got to be weird for Illinois to like play for something called the Purdue Cannon. When you have a rivalry game, normally it's like half the other team and, and half your team name, I think, most of the time. Yeah. I mean, this was just straight up named after Purdue, like the Purdue Cannon. And then Illinois was like, uh, Purdue was like, I guess we, we could play for this. I mean, if you don't have anything... <laughs> If you don't have anything to play for, Illinois, we can play for the Purdue Cannon. It's sure. Just, I, don't, it's, I don't know the name so, reason for that. It's so cute. It's tiny. So so I looked up Purdue Cannon weight, and all I got was that there was a dude named Elijah Cannon, Canyon, who played for Purdue who weighed 220 pounds. I'm guaranteeing that the cannon weighs less than the guy named Cannon. Considering that the person who's holding it looks like he's holding the front end of a garden hose. Yeah, yeah I would say so. That's a risk piece. They are playing for a piece from the board game Risk. It's the Monopoly cannon. Yeah, like it's going to ruin someone's Risk game because they won't be able to put enough stuff on Oceania. But, ugh, that's not a rivalry trophy. That's like that's like somebody took a shrink ray to to a rivalry trophy. Okay, now that I've seen, so Purdue has the huge drum, Mm -hmm. and they have the little tiny cannon. Is it possible that whoever is in standard weights and measures in Purdue is just like wildly bad at their job? Like they don't know how to make a normal sized thing. All I know how to do is make things that are too big and too small. What do you want from me? (laughs) That's why why Purdue's Pete head looks like that. Right. Yeah. They're like, this is a perfectly normal sized head. And they're like, Gary, it's not Gary. You can't Gary. Like, just don't, don't look Gary. This is all Gary has. Just give him this. Gary, the Gary, the equipment and size and <laughs> this is a job. I love this job. I love Gary so much. 11 a.m. Rutgers in Michigan State. This is the battle for bowl eligibility. And I is this can only one of them go through for bowl eligibility at this point? I think so. Or otherwise it would require some like very stupid things well, to get everyone there. Five. Yeah, so Rutgers really needs this. Like, they need this one, and then they have to beat Maryland at the end of the year because they're probably not going to beat, I think, Penn State is who they play in between. They're fine. They're fine. Okay. Michigan sure. State also has Penn State because they usually end their season that way. That's right, with the, the Glamour Shots Land Grant Land trophy. Grant trophy. Pew, pew, pew. Add lightsaber sounds here. So then we have Northwestern at Minnesota at 2.30 on the Big Ten Network. Commissioner writes in the show notes, no chance for Northwestern here, right? No. Like, why would you even? Why would you even think that? Well, I mean, Minnesota did lose to Bowling Green last year, but I mean, I don't know. A, t- a Bowling Green that we found out would be good a year later. Yeah, that's right. That's like so, that's a it's one year removed from a quality win. That was Loss. that was like a sign of the things to come. Is there any chance that Northwestern has just an inexplicable win in them this year? So they have three chances left. And they would all be they would all be inexplicable. They're they're one and eight. All right. Technically still alive for the the Big Ten West. Oh god. Oh no. I see the I see the inexplicable win and people are gonna be so mad. Oh no, I see it. No. Not Illinois. Not not our dear not our dear Illinois. I don't think it's Illinois. I think they beat Purdue in West Lafayette. (laughs) It against at Purdue. Okay. I think Northwestern beats Purdue at Lafayette. We're gonna have some angry. We're gonna have some angry people in the Discord when they hear that. Oh God! I, I mean, Purdue's like what? They're one game away from bowl eligibility. Yeah, yeah, I think so. they're five and four. So yes. like Northwestern to stop themselves from going one and eleven. Which uh, shout out to Doctor Garage Pete 
who came on the original podcast I think we had, and he said that this is a possible 1-11 team, and we're like, no way, they just beat Nebraska. Uh, yeah, he, he's... <laughs> we were, he's, we were, uh, so, we were he, so stupid. God, we, we were, were stupid. We were young well, then. We were young. We didn't expect them to lose to Duke. We also didn't expect them to lose to Southern Illinois, the that, Salukis. That, that one. That, yeah, that's then, the one that... And then, and then they lost to Miami of Ohio the week after that. So we didn't really expect that, but they have, they're at Minnesota, at Purdue, and then home versus Illinois. But still technically alive, if some things happen, a lot of things need to happen. If they win out, they could still win the Big Ten West. So they're not math- mathematically dead yet. ULM at Georgia State, 12 noon on ESPN+. Plus. Does Monroe need this, Kabish? Yeah, they got to win out. Them surviving Texas State in the most... I still don't know how they won that game. But it, it, they need to beat Georgia State. Last year, Georgia State, like, trounced them. It was, like, 52, like, 20 or something. It was... they Georgia State killed them. Now they're on the road in Atlanta. Georgia State's going with the blackout unis. Yeah. Uh, the blackout uniforms. So ULM needs this. They need to win the last three to make, you know, an improbable bowl run to finish six and six. I, I'm not confident in this one. Uh, but however, if they win this one, the, the confidence goes full force from here. I'm not confident they get this one. If they win this one, I am like, I, I'm all in. Let's go. Let's do the six and six thing. Let's do it. This game is as low as three bucks to get in the door. And if you're near Atlanta and you want to watch some baseball, some football in a baseball stadium, this is where you go. That's right. Well, a former baseball stadium, uh, it's been okay. Converted. So so I look so I I looked at the seeing chart. It is still very much a baseball stadium. <laughs> yeah, there's no dirt lines whatsoever. It is still technically the former Turner Field, I guess is what it was called. I, I don't even think like ULM's like got a I mean like a 20% chance, 30% chance from what I see. ULM wins this one easy. Wins by <laughs> 10. Carry cherry off the field. You got to have Kamish, let me let me tell you something about what you need to have here. You need to have blind, blind faith in your <laughs> team. You can't be realistic about it. It's not helpful. Ugh. You gotta just you gotta be like, nope, six got three more wins in them. It's done. Absolutely. This is like the seven habits of highly successful football fans. Like exactly. you need to you put it in your vision board. Like I want you speak it out into the universe. Make this happen. TM TM TM. We're writing this book. TM TM TM. We're writing this book. <laughs> The Bowden boy is about to pull off a miracle in Atlanta. Let's go. There we go. We get, there we go. Once, it, once it happens, we need to have we need to have an amazing, you know, the 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 Atlanta apparition. The whatever. We gotta have a good like nickname for the when it, when it happens. Yes. That's right. The the Bowden baptism of Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> Praise be. Southern Miss at Coastal, 630 ESPNU. So the Southern coach has been all over today. Someone asked him who is gonna play quarterback, and he goes, could be lots of people, should be fun. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back the super back. Let me see Frank Gore Jr. line up behind center again. Come on, let's do it. He did it for one play against uh, the Cajuns and yeah. hit him for a touchdown pass, which was amazing. They're, they're, at the, they're on the surf turf. Coastal, they win this one. They got the, I think, the Sun Belt East locked up yeah. uh, if they win this one. Um, Southern Miss is still one bowl game. Uh, I'm sorry, one went away from uh, bowl eligibility. Does the roofclaim.com bowl still have that tweet up uh, showing Southern Miss bowl eligible? Let's say, uh, that, which that's the Boca Raton bowl, right? The Boca Raton bowl. Let's check it out. Do they still have the, I think they may have pulled it. They finally deleted it. Okay. Cowards. 
All right. They deleted it. All right. That's just, we're just checking. No Live. strength to their convictions. No, no shady roof claims here. No shady roof claims here. By the way, uh, roofclaim.com, Boca Rotumble, if you'll fly us out, I will stop saying your uh, your company is shady. You'll still be shady, but I'll stop saying it. <laughs> They're going to buy your silence to, buy- to, fly you, to fly you to Boca. Mm-hmm. You can buy my silence, Boca Rotumble. I don't, I'm not expensive. <laughs> Wyoming at Colorado State, 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. The border war for the bronze boot. So this is an old ass rivalry. Yes, big time. I'm sorry. I'm still thrown off by you. Like your, your price is so low. <laughs> the much, much, like, much, like a roof, much like a roofclaim.com insurance bid. My prices are very low. <laughs> some, some might say criminally low. That's right. We will we will get rid of your deductible in a very shady and, and, and mm-hmm. non fraudulent way. Beth, do you need some uh, Beth, do you need some new, new roof insurance? I may be I may be partnering up with a roof a roof uh, insurer very soon. I could use some new a, roof insurance. Oh, that would be fantastic! <laughs> how many how many boot trophies do we have? There's a lot, right? But this is this is cool. This is an actual bronzed boot. Yeah. Okay. So this, oh, it's not like just an actual like boot. Yeah. That's not two states in the shape of a boot. This is an actual boot. No. So we have the we've got the beehive boot too mm-hmm, out, do. out yeah. of Utah, Utah. Mm-hmm. I can't words. It's late. We'll have to no. I'll I'll go through and find that. I'd like to That's share a, a story with you guys about this game because the first game in this rivalry was played in 1899, and I looked it up, and there's a little uh, dagger next to it, and it says the game was controversial, but was ruled a, uh, was was ruled as a Wyoming forfeit per rule. So I'm going to read you guys a little story real fast about this game in 1899. So. Apparently, the two teams went to go play each other. It took place on a windy field in Laramie, reportedly covered with rocks. And one of the two Colorado State Aggies brothers named Emig, I-M-E-M-I-G-H, Emig? Emig? What is it again? E-M-I-G-H. Emig. No. Emig? I know a couple of folks around here who have a name like that that's Amy, but I have no idea. Scored a quick touchdown to open the game. The Express article, the Colorado Fort Collins Express article went on to report that Professor House, acting as a referee, was, quote, insulted, cursed, and abused in a way that was new to him, at least. Every decision he (laughs) made was questioned as if it had been unfavorable to Laramie. The Wyoming crowd would not only frequently berate the, the professor that they should have a second down when it was third down, but also frequently stormed onto the field, shaking their fist and canes at House and the visiting Aggies football team, cursing at them and saying, Kill the whole outfit, mob them right here. So this is the late 1800s. 1899, yeah. In Laramie, Wyoming. So yeah. you're at the you are at the end of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. And this is happening. Yep. This is someone who is who is living and working in Laramie, Wyoming at the turn of the 18th century, who says he has been abused in a way he was never abused before. This has been real creative. Wow. This has been real good. The, like- final, the final straw came with only two minutes remaining in this strange and violent game. Professor House ruled that a Wyoming player had used his hands or arms to guard another player. It was known as Rule 17 in the official football rules of the day and was one that the umpire called not the referee. When a player broke Rule 17, a penalty would be for the team with the ball to surrender it to the opposing team as a spot foul. The rule continues to state that if the team refuses to abide by this rule, then they forfeit the game. So the other referee declared that he himself overruled the penalty and Wyoming should keep the ball play to continue. Professor House took out the rule book, showing it to MacArthur, 
who then slapped the book from his hands and house to house and yelled that he, quote, did not give a damn for the rules. Professor House then called that the Aggies win the game 11-0 by forfeit, and the boys from Fort Collins walked off the field. This incited, quote, a bit of a riot on the field, with Aggies quarterback Mills being struck on the head by a cane. A bit of a riot on the field that, if I recall correctly, was covered in rocks? Yep. Yep. So, 1899 was a great game. That's what I'm reading Uh, here. So, like, 1899, I think that's the year of... Like the setting for Red Dead Redemption Two, so now I'm just like imagining Arthur Morgan playing <laughs> in this game. <laughs> I just, I'm just like imagining this happening outside of like Valentine in the game. This, this just is the like, fucking, why did Rockstar put in this fucking shitty side quest of going to a Colorado State Wyoming uh, game? God damn! Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah I mean, this should, quests. God. This should have happened. Side quest. Arthur Morgan, go deep there, boy. No, just like. <laughs> I don't like your 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 side quest is to ref this game. <laughs> Dutch run out of town. Dutch slaps the rule book out. You gotta have faith. <laughs> just, I've got a plan. He's got the coach. He's got a plan. It's great. Oh my god. Yes. I, so, <laughs> I also love the idea that like apparently refusing this penalty was a thing you could do. You'll lose the game, but you could just say no. No, I just refuse it. This game just oh. this game has always been stupid. Yeah. It used to be slightly stupider. That's can all we I can bring say that about. back, please? <laughs> I, have, I have pushed for the 10-yard spot foul for an incomplete pass ever since I learned about it. And I still believe that would solve a lot of our problems to this day. I'm now willing to fight someone to bring back Rule 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know what Rule 17 was, but, uh, you know, just using some hands or something. We'll yeah, basically, yeah, you can't, you can't use your hands, apparently. They, those were some weird-ass rules. <laughs> I, I still, this makes me want to go to Laramie even more now. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why. I, I want to go more now. Speaking of weird games with weird rules, Texas A&M at Auburn, 6.30 p.m. SEC Network. <laughs> Football is a game of inches. This is a game of pure desperation. So both both are three and six. The loser of this game is not going to be bowl eligible. Just say that at the beginning of the year to A&M fans. Hey, uh, when you go to play at Auburn, if you lose this game, you're not going to be bowl eligible. I, I'm sure A&M fans would have not taken kindly to that. Right now, they kind of seemed a, a bit resigned to their fate somewhat. There's a huge difference between being resigned to your fate and then when you find out it's real. There's being resigned and then there's finding out you're not going to a bowl game. I think was it Cole uh, Kubelik uh, had this tweet earlier today and I had to save this one. So Anum at Auburn will be the third time in the in the past four seasons that a pair of SEC teams meet with both entering on losing streaks of at least five games. Before that, Jesus it Christ. hadn't happened. It had happened before those those past four years. It hadn't happened since two thousand one. You Jesus. got Anum and Auburn both on five game losing streaks, both on the verge of being eliminated from bowl eligibility, playing each other. Night game on the SEC network. This feels kind of maybe game of the weeky here. I don't know. It means more, guys. It, it does. does. It does just mean more. Also, Vanderbilt is the other SEC team on a five-game losing streak. So you're in good company, Vandy. Congratulations. Vandy at Kentucky. Does Vandy end their SEC losing streak? I don't think so. I bet that hard against South Carolina. I came up real bad on that one. Not, not I'm just really going to shut up. They fought pretty good. I'll give you this. Vandy was was hanging around. They were keeping it within like one possession, maybe a little bit like like ten points. 
they were fighting, but I think Vandy's backup quarterback is going to have to play against Kentucky, where Kentucky's defense is, is kind of mean. So I, I don't think that the SEC losing streak ends at Kentucky and, and Kroger Field. UMass at Arkansas State, 2 p.m. on ESPN3. 1-8 UMass, 2-7 Arkansas State. Hey, UMass, we've supported you all year. Can you avenge ULM for us here? Like, avenge ULM. Avenge them. No. Uh, avenge <laughs> them. I mean, it's really, UMass and ULM, they're, they're pretty close. They both have the longest uh, road losing streaks in, in FBS right now. I think UMass has not won a game on the road in, I think, 21 games. It's been and a U- long U- time. U- ULM has not won in on the road in 19 games Let, let's do it umass ulm this weekend end your your road losing streaks here uh one question i have how how much is don brown angry that arkansas state has a waterfall in their stadium it's so flashy it's he's just mad it's so flashy I can't, I can't imagine him going to like one of those NFL stadiums that like a pool. He would just be so apoplectically angry. I bet you like, he's a really nice guy and, and very friendly person. And we're making him out to be mean and angry all the time. Oh yeah. No, we're making him out to be like this, like, this, like the biggest curmudgeon, curmudgeon, curmudgeon in the world. Whatever. Don Brown, Don Brown, an angry old man, part three. It turns out that Don Brown like does excellent charity work. He loves his grandkids. He, you know. Around Christmas, he dresses as Santa Claus and plays carols on the spinet. Like, oh, absolutely. And we're just making him into like this chowder crunching monster. And I love it. <laughs> Please, if if your chowder crunches, uh, see someone about that. It shouldn't. <laughs> oh, God. Look, when, when you make the clam chowder, you put the clams in with the shells, right? <laughs> I'm low on calcium. I don't know how this works. Clam chowder crunch. Mm, that's a oh, that's a cereal. That's Don like Brown eats for breakfast. Yeah, clam chowder crunch. Cookie, oh it's like God. cookie crisps. A new cereal. Just dump in, <laughs> just dump in some heavy cream and go for it. UCF at Tulane, two thirty p.m. ESPN Plus. I think we are all rooting hard for Tulane on this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the green, um, the green just, wave. Just, I I want them to win this. I want them to their season to keep going just the way it has been. Tulane, I am wearing the the green lay the green wave home field joggers. Like I am I am all in for you. Like show game day what they're missing. So my dad and I we used to go to Tulane games all the time growing up in like the Mac Brown, Buddy Tevens, you know the maybe a little Tommy Powell and Rich Rodriguez years, yeah. whatever. Put growing some, up, put some respect on that on Buddy Tevens' name. That's Dartmouth Buddy football Te- head coach Buddy Tevens. Dartmouth legend Buddy Tevens. Dartmouth uh, legend. Buddy I really, I really wish I could find like the commercial that they had for Buddy Tevens to buy season tickets for Tulane. It was something called the Buddy System. It was something called the Buddy System. It was like, and, and, and they had like a catchy jingle. It was like, Buddy, 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 Buddy's the man. Yeah, and <laughs> just, just, just cuts of Buddy Tevens wearing like the, you know, the Tulane polo and the the weird like hat that said green wave and like you know cursive or whatever oh yeah yeah those those classic hats but i i've i've looked for that commercial and i just could not find it anywhere on the internet which um if i did find it it would really bring a lot of joy but i mean we used to go all the time so my dad texted me let's let's do some some texts from the father here he's like Mm -hmm. like what bowls are considering wave like there's no like the wave or no yeah no, just what bowls are considering wave. Um, so like, he's like, uh, like it's fucking Morris code. Got to drop. Right. Got to drop the articles. 
just done. What bowls are considering wave? So I, I pulled up like the Brett McMurphy things and it was like possibly cotton or sugar, but they got to keep winning. So, and then he goes, wow, going to be in Florida before Xmas, Beefo Brady Bowl, Outback Bowl, laugh out loud. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Love big it. game this weekend. And he was like, UCF, Wave played good against Tulsa. I'm like, that's that's basically <laughs> what, what I get here. So that's the, the dad Tulane update where, you know, <laughs> just so, I mean, I hope, I know human's going to be packed. Yeah. I, I wish they would have had game day. The city is like, the Saints are bad. And so like the city is like throwing a lot of love behind Tulane. And so I, I hope they come through. I, I just, I hope they keep, I hope they keep it going because I mean, Tulane hadn't did, again, feels like 98. FAU, FIU have nothing to say about this game except it's the Shula Bowl. 2 p.m. ESPN Plus. There is a trophy that says Shula Bowl and it has both helmets on it. It does not have Shula's face on it, though, so it's not that cool. Is it like the Mike Shula Bowl or the, uh, the Don Shula Bowl? I, I think it's Don Shula. Was it both, was it both schools? Okay. I'm sure. Really? I don't know. Don Shula is like a legend in Miami. Like, I mean, seriously, every time I went to visit by my mom's side of the family in Miami, mm-hmm. It was just like Don Shula this, Don Shula that. Here we uh, go. Yeah, I mean, each each school's first head coach has pri- ties to Don Shula. FAU's okay. first coach was Howard Schellenberger, who was the assistant of Shula. And FAU's first coach was Don Strock, who played under Shula in the 70s and 80s. That's, okay. Oh, so this is like a Kevin Bacon trophy. Yeah, it, it's yes. how many degrees of separation? Six degrees of Shula separation here. A game, again, that I'm having to choose. They're making me, Conference USA is ripping me apart. You're tearing me apart, Conference USA. Rice at Western Kentucky, 1 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. They put Big Red on the goddamn helmet. And not only that, they put his fucking eyes on the visor. And it's so good. And they gave Big Red a meaningful story arc over three weeks of, like, short videos on their, twi- on their, on their Twitter page. Dude, you were so excited reading that. Like, your camera was shaking. Because I, sl- I slammed my hand <laughs> on my like, fucking table. They put big red. They put on the helmet. helmet. And the visor. <laughs> just like I just see the camera just shaking. <laughs> it's so good. The eyes on the visor are so goddamn scary. Oh yeah, because they're looking slightly off to like the right. I think my favorite like Photoshop you did with just the the big red eyes mm-hmm. was when you put it on like the Ford Transit. Oh yeah. Like every local business car like like plumber or whatever that had, that had the wrap like the big red eye wrap and photoshop mock-ups are so good and so easy to do and they all look so goddamn goofy when you put big red's eyes on like a shower curtain or pillows <laughs> or whatever i would buy those throw pillows i'll just say that in a heartbeat if they had western kentucky throw pillows I would definitely buy that and, tra- and, and really torture my someone, kid. Someone, someone said, like, the idea of, like, hey, you want to come back to my place? And they should come see, you know, because <laughs> you're, I've got big red, got a big red comforter and big red pillows. And, like, that sets the mood. Oh, yeah. Let me let my big red candle click. Uh, Beth, what would your reaction be if, like, you, you go over to a, a gentleman's home? And he's just got like nothing but big red decor as soon as you walk in. But he gives you no heads up up front. I think that's a moment where like you open a door and the decision of whether you're not you're about to go into that room. <laughs> that That is the inflection point upon which your life will pivot. Everything is about to change based on what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. I'm probably immediately going to a closet and seeing if I can find a mascot costume. Like, <laughs> that's like the next thing that is happening. This man is secretly Big Red. 
I went on a oh, date God. with Big Red. Oh, my God. How oh. many college football mascots have articulated mouths? Have mouths that can actually move? That's the thing, right? It's because his mouth, like... like actually like, can move. Right, yeah. Like, all I want out of this game is somebody to make just a ridiculously obnoxious gif of, or gif or whatever, of Big Red trying to eat a bowl of rice like Cookie Monster. Oh. And just rice everywhere, like confetti. So what would we, like, you know, Jason Kirk, our, our, our I guess, like our, our sickos chairman emeritus or whatever, professor emeritus of the, the sickos committee, um, he's been doing, like, the rice and Western Kentucky thing here. Like, what would the, the rice be with this in this situation here? So, like, you know, when he, they played the Raging Cajuns, it was dirty rice. Uh, when they played, you know, last week they played UTEP, it was cheesy Mexican rice. I just don't oh, know. Oh, I got that. Oh, I got this. Okay. It's, okay. it's it's rice cooked in big red. Big red rice. Big red rice. <laughs> not rice, not rice and red beans. Literally big red rice. And now, now I'm thinking, do I have a panda willing to sacrifice to this attempt? So so if for the podcast listeners, if you're outside of Texas, I'll just say that. Uh, there is a soda, is it's kind of famous in like San Antonio and South Texas. It's called <laughs> Big Red. It is just basically like a soda that is just red, and it's called Big Red. It's a um, it's a cre- it's a cream soda. It's a it tastes like cream soda ish. Okay, cream, yeah, cream, cream soda and red forty. I yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a. It's it's okay. But is yeah, it basically it, like is it one of those things that it's just a '90s flavor where the flavor is really a color? Like when we decided that blue was a flavor. Yes. Yeah, that, it's, it's, it's it does like that. It does have okay. a partner. It does have a partner called Big Blue. So okay. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically what it is, I, it has like some weird, I, I don't even know. If, it's not like strawberry. It's just red. It's red. Uh, yeah, Big Red. That's it. There's not like no cherry, no strawberry, no raspberry. It's just Big Red. A lot of red in this episode. Yes. Often thought to be bubblegum flavor. Its flavor is a combination of lemon and orange oils topped off by pure vanilla that offers a creamy aftertaste. Oh, Maxion sure. update. Mm-hmm. Toledo touchdown late oh, in yeah. the game. A minute 18 left. The Rockets take the lead on Ball State. It's 28-21. Maxion. So I'm going to see now if I can go buy some Big Red and make rice with it and destroy a pan doing that. Sure. Big Red rice cooker. I'm going to say the, the team name here on this next game, but I'm going to bleep it out. Done. For comic effect. Yes. We have Lip UConn, 11 a.m. CBS Sports Network. I think we can all just agree that UConn needs to win this. One, to be UConn. eligible. And two, just because they need to be because deserves nothing in terms of winning. I, I really would like this this team to lose. I want UConn to win. I want UConn bowl eligible. I, I want them to do this. I don't want UConn to have to come have it come down to like the last week on the, the army road against, or to yeah. an army. I don't I don't want that to happen. I want them to do this in the rent. I want them to do this. I want the Husky faithful to celebrate, and I want them to rush the field. That's yes. what I want. Oh hell yeah! You rush the fucking field. Yeah. The the poetry of beating in the shadow of of a Cabela's is I just think is it's just too good. UConn, you cannot turn down this opportunity. This is important. Your country needs you. Let's do it. And it's just it's time to rise up. Time to rise up, Husky Revolution. We've Hashtag. supported you this long. Got to do on. it for us. I'm gonna offer out two Pac-12 games, and if you have any strong feelings, let me know. Arizona State at Washington State or Cal at Oregon State? Uh, Wazoo, I, I think since they handled Stanford, I think they should take care of business against Arizona State. Especially, ha- little... especially at home in the Palouse. That's right. Definitely. Um, Cal and Oregon State, 
I am very interested to see what happens here because Cal put up a really, 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 really nice fight against USC in the Cardinal in gold. Oh, that's right. Um, and then and that's right. Yeah, I've, I've learned over the episode. I want to see if they can continue that uh, against the Beavers and Corvallis. I'm rooting for the Beavers here, but, you know, Cal technically still alive for a bowl. They need some help. They need to win. I think win out to make a bowl. They're at Oregon State, home against Stanford, and then home against UCLA. So it's a tough road. This one is going to be very important for them to get it. And then maybe they can get some momentum and play their rivals in the game, I guess. Stanford at Utah. I, we overshot the field goal over under for Stanford last time. I'm going to set it at 2.5 this time. Two and a half. Stanford field goals, two and a half. What are we going with? That they're at Utah. So you said the last couple games Stanford had, right? They had, uh, let's, let's see the Stanford points. Let's do this. So the Stanford points, they had 16, 15, 13, and 14 in yep. the past four weeks. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to get the 12... They need four field goals. I am going over. I'm going to go. They hit four field goals, and that's basically all they get against Utah. Beth? I'm going to go under. I just I, – I think I think the Cardinal are going to grind to a halt a little bit, and, you know, just that, that powerful offense is going to be stopped just short of where their kickers can reliably make it. I'm going to join Beth here. I'm going to go under on this. They burned me last time. And so not out of, not out of like logic or out of statistics, but out of pure spite. Uh, other fun games going around JMU at ODU, Old Dominion, 12 PM ESPN plus these tickets are expensive as hell over a hundred dollars on the resale. And we found this out last week when the, ch- the tickets to the game before were so cheap. This apparently is something that both teams are very much looking forward to. They have the Royal rivalry ch- ooh, words, Royal rivalry challenge which is an all-sports thing they have now. Glad that ODU and JMU are finding that rivalry juice as they're going forward in the uh, Sun Belt. Then also, Mountain West, San Jose State at San Diego State, and then one that I'm super excited for, Boise State at Nevada, 930 CBS Sports Network. I don't care if this has been one-sided. I don't care if Nevada has only won two of the last 18. I will always remember 2010 and that friggin' Boise State-Nevada game where Nevada wins on the field goal and destroys Boise State's champ at the B- chance of the BCS. I don't care how many times Nevada loses this game or how many times Boise State wins. This game always gets stupid and Boise State wants to destroy Nevada every single time. This is blood feud. That weird, the weird one, the, the missed field goal, that, I mean, that was just heartbreaking for Boise, I would say, really. And so... They have taken their anger out. And that was Colin Kaepernick, yeah. Nevada, too. And so yes, they were, definitely. like, flying. I mean, both – I mean, like, I think Nevada only had one loss in that game, yeah. and Boise yeah. was undefeated. So that was, like, Mountain West, like, at the peak, uh, as they say in their commercials. Um, also, the San Jose State and San Diego State – San Jose State did lose to Fresno State in a tough one. So they're 4-1 and one in conference. They need to win this one, and uh, San Jose State is bowl eligible – which is nice. The Aztecs do need a win to get bowl eligible uh, compared to their, their last year. They were on fire last year, but this year has been definitely, you know, some regression to the mean for the, the Aztecs. Yeah. By the way, that was not a mountain West rivalry, sir. In 2010. Oh, that whack. was a, wha- that was a whack rivalry. Waxion. And then our Hawaii test is an early Hawaii test this time. It only starts at 10 PM central, 11 PM Eastern. So Beth gets to not stay up too late. <laughs> 
Utah State at Hawaii. Utah State's been looking better. Hawaii seems to be coming around. This should just be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. This is a good way. This is a good night capper. Final action. Toledo has defeated Ball State. Toledo wins 28-21. Toledo's in the driver's seat of the Mac East now. Ball State will have to wait to get bowl eligible till next week. For our FCS games, we are in everyone in D1 gets one win watch. In the Missouri Cat Valley Conference, we're cheering on one and eight. Sorry, we're cheering on zero and nine Western Illinois Leathernecks facing off against the one and eight Indiana State Sycamores. This is basically Western Illinois' last chance. Western Illinois, they're they're zero and nine. They did not necessarily do that great last week um, because they did have to play North Dakota State. Uh, so yeah, they lost fifty six seventeen. Holy shit! Um, yeah, that'll so, happen. So poor them. Um, they really need to beat the Sycamores of Indiana State. Uh, they do play Illinois State uh, at the end of the year, which is their big rivalry. But Illinois State, they, the Cardinals are 5-4 and four right now. So this is kind of Western Illinois' last shot, we think, last legitimate shot to get a win. Indiana State, the only time they won a game, they're 1-8. and eight. Uh, They played, they beat North Alabama. And if you remember earlier the year, North Alabama played against Jacksonville State in that baseball field game. Oh, that's uh, right. That, that was very, they had to explain that, hey, it's totally safe, you guys. The other team looking for their first win in D1, the 0-9, and nine, once again, the 0-9 Robert Morris Colonials in the Big South are playing the 1-8 and eight Murray State Racers. Murray State got their first win last week. They beat Tennessee State. Murray State has given, has scored 118 and given up 344. Robert Morris has scored 94 and given up 315. This is a last chance for Robert Morris to get past this line. And then another game I want to shout out this week is our D3 special. So you guys know that there is the Commander-in-Chief trophy for the three service academies. So there is something called the Secretary's Cup. And it is between the Coast Guard Academy and the Merchant Marine Academy. They've been playing for 50 years. It's their big game. This is like their big rivalry thing. And it's this weekend. And it's going to be on ESPN Plus, which is very cool. So shout out to the looking up mascots right now. Going to edit this tighter. (laughs) This is the Coast Guard Academy Bears. So they're the Coast Guard and they're the Bears? They're the Bears. Yep. And the Merchant Marine Academy Mariners. See, that makes sense. You know, know, they're the Merchant Marines, they're the Mariners. But like you're the Coast Guard and you're the Bear. Well, I I mean, maybe like there's a bear on the coast that's guarding it, I guess. I, I have no idea. If you put a bear on the coast and I'm trying to come ashore, I would say that the coast has been guarded at that yeah, point. I mean, that, that makes sense. I, I definitely will give you that. That's that's the <laughs> origin of the nickname for the bears. <clears throat> the Academy nickname, the bears is named after the U.S. R.C. bear, which has made a dramatic rescue in Alaska in 1897, shortly before the opening of the Academy. In 1926, then cadet Stephen Evans, a future superintendent of the Academy, brought a live bear to the academy and named it Abji for objectionable presence. The tradition of keeping a live bear as a mascot was continued until the city of New London petitioned for its removal in 1984. So they had a live bear mascot until 1984. George Orwell warned us about this. This is exactly <laughs> what George Orwell was talking about. <laughs> when the city is asking you to please get rid of the live bear, something happened. That's the thing. You know that it was like, look, okay, it, look. it mauled someone. I'm so sad that I missed whatever city council meeting that was. No, you said New London? What what city is that? New London. 
Uh, New London, Connecticut. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was just like to, to be a fly on the wall in that city council meeting. The bear has got to go. The bear has got to go. <laughs> we got to get rid of the bear. We so, found it in the library again. <laughs> guys, we have covered everything and nothing. It's been wonderful. Beth, do you have anything else to say? No. <laughs> no. Commission, you got anything? Shout out Theo College. Uh, you know, Beth's got her Theo College shirt on. Theo College soccer. Very nice. Is it teal or Theo? It's teal. 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 There we go. I yeah. knew I had it wrong the other day. Teal. Yeah. We have teal. to rep as much D3 in the world as we can. The teal, the teal Tomcats. Yep. The teal Tomcats. Tom teal College soccer. Hopefully they're better than the football team, right? Anything is better than the football team. The volleyball team's apparently doing really well. They there were, uh, they just lost in the president's uh, trophy finals against, uh, oh. against Bethany. So, but oh. yes, Teal is going to have to wait until next year to um, possibly break that home losing streak of six years and counting. But oh man, I'll get there. I, I got faith. I got faith. All right. We're going to, we're going to publicize Teal as much as possible. And when they get that win, we're going to take all the credit for it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Everyone have a good week 11 and we will see you on the other side.